Oh, snap, it's Cat42 on Instagram, but never Kathy. Okay, welcome to First Generation. Oh, yeah. Back at it again with my guy, CJ. What's going on, CJ? What's happening? It's your favorite uncle, cousin, CJ, bro, from around <laughs> the way. It's live, it's live. We're back at it again. We're super excited to be here with a new topic about giving back. Mm. Now, this topic stemmed from the fact that recently I had been reminded of a quote that I had carried my entire life, but sometimes, you know, things just fall out of the crevices of Mm. your mind. And that quote is, the best way to find yourself is in the service Mm. of others. The best way to find yourself is in the service of others. And when I first heard that quote, I'll be honest, it didn't mean nothing to me. (laughs) It was like, I like heard the quote and I was like, what does that even mean? Like, you're 11 years old. Like, what is the best way to find myself? I'm already here. Why why do I have to go do something for people? But as I got older, I started to realize the importance of giving back, especially when you don't have as much or Mm. knowing other people don't have as much you know, making sure that you're giving back because you would want somebody to do it for you too if they had the opportunity to do the same. So just understanding that quote, understanding that phrase, what has your experience been like giving back or seeing somebody else give back? Yeah, uh, when you say that quote, it reminds me of uh, another quote. You know what I'm saying? We go quote for quote. Um, (laughs) If your dream doesn't include others, it's too small. Oh. Right? So it's one of those things that, like, you have to always understand that you're not living in a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It also reminds me that um, there's this book, shout out to No Names Book Club on Twitter, uh, great references. Um, Her mother actually is the first black woman to own a bookstore in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and she's um, modernizing that same energy into creating a book club online. Mm -hmm. Um, So last month's um book no excuse me two months ago we're in we're in october I know, right? yeah two months ago um august the book was the pedagogy of the oppressed and in that book it explains in to me painted a really good picture that our humanity is directly related to the humanity of others right mm-hmm. so if you're not to be able to see that in others yeah. You're not even able to see that in yourself. I say all that to say, if you're not able to, if you're only able to provide for yourself, that's a step. Um, but again, we're not living in a vacuum, right? So right. what are you going to do for the people around you that you interact with to be able to provide for yourself in, in that sense? Um, my experience with giving back has always been non-monetary. Right? Hmm. Like every experience where somebody like, directly or indirectly gave back to me and I gave back to other people it's always been um, like non-monetary by that I mean like with time experience knowledge um, like yeah so overall wisdom um, the first time I was able to quote-unquote give back um, well, I can't say it was giving back. Well, I'll say the first time where I actively was in service of others outside of, like, what I seem as normal for my community, right, mm-hmm. um, was there was a um, physical and mental needs section, learning section in my elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain people got chosen if they volunteered. Um, you have to volunteer and then get chosen mm-hmm. to spend an hour every Friday. Uh, not an hour, like three hours, like the last three hours of the day with those students, right? Okay. So it was me, it was, I was able to interact with them and provide someone to provide um, a perspective from someone in their peer group that they didn't get like the entire mm. week. And I was able to get that as well. I'm like, oh, word, like no pity party. I'm fortunate for what I have, right? right. And with what I have, I can lend a hand to them, right? Mm. And lending a hand to them was simply just like not seeing them as lesser, right? Because yeah. a lot of time, like it's like ah, oh, like it's so sad for this person. Like nah, bro, like you you're not experiencing that. That's me passing my judgment on their experience. So I'm not gonna sure. do that. I'm gonna see them as equal to do the to the best of my ability and interact with them and engage in them. And that was my first personal introduction into like Give giving back. back, right? Mm. 
Um, what was That's your first experience. introduction into giving back? And then what has somebody given to you that like you really recall outside of family? Okay. Yeah. yeah. My first introduction to giving back would have been my first trip to Uganda. Mm. My mom had sent us there with suitcases of clothes <laughs> and you're laughing because you know this story because to this day like to this day this story is still in the burning back of my head i go on this trip to uganda and my mom gives a bunch of suitcases and i'm like we're not gonna wear all these clothes this entire time and during my time there i realized my mom's donating my clothes <laughs> and so we go to the church that my aunt was taking us there that day and that was the day we're gonna give out all our clothes mm. and i just remember i was looking at my clothes in the bag like what's going on and they're like oh we're gonna don't we're gonna give them your clothes the kids need it here and i was like wait a second but these are my clothes yeah. like these are my like these are my clothes and my sister was like, yeah, but you have to you have to help other people. Like, you have other clothes at home. And that was my first realization. Like, oh, like, well, you do have to understand what you have and be grateful for what you have and understand when it's just too much. Mm. And I think it came to that point where in our house it became too much. And my mom was like, you don't need all this. You're good. Yeah. Give it away. And so in that moment, I was very like, oh, okay, I'll let them have my clothes. <laughs> And of course, at first, it was like very like, because I have a strong attachment to my my clothes. I had a strong, strong, strong attachment to my clothes. But then I I ended up giving away my clothes, and it felt good because the kids were mad excited. They were right. they were excited to get new clothes for them. That was like ah, oh, these are like hand me downs. But like for them, it was these are new clothes. Yeah. We're getting something different. Um, so for me, that was big. And then going back to the church that next day and seeing a bunch of kids walk in with the clothes that I had mm -hmm. given to them, that was very special to me. That was like my, all right, you're being dramatic. There was <laughs> there was some good that came out of this. But that was my first introduction, and I was very upset in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Right. I wasn't the best uh, <laughs> the best person. <laughs> but nobody warned me. It was just yeah. like I involuntarily gave back. I think that was my first my first introduction was involuntarily giving back and then being upset about it and then having to feel good about it because I saw how it helped people. Right. And then the first introduction I had with somebody giving back to me, hmm, that's that's different. That's difficult because like family is probably the main people that have mm -hmm. given back to me. When I think of people that have given back to me, I think of probably like a teacher during the summer, I think they had actually sat down and gave back wisdom to me. Hmm. When they had hit me with, you have to work twice as hard hmm. to get half of what they have. And in the moment, I didn't understand. And in the moment, I didn't process it. But looking back after, I had realized, like, I needed that. Hmm. Like, I was, I was a kid just doing whatever I wanted, being like, I'm going to finish my work and do whatever I want. And I had to be sat down with someone and be like, hey, by the way, know your position know where you are know what's going on with everyone around you when you're not like them hmm. so you have to be cognizant of that in everything you do to be able to be successful in many regards but also just a more mindful person hmm. and I think shout out to that teacher from my summer program that had given me that wisdom because it's something I had later carried on with me for the rest of my life like, now in different spaces, I, I'm the one giving somebody back that information. Did you realize what they were doing in the moment? Or was it just like, hey, they're just having a conversation? Nah, not at all. <laughs> not even not even in the slightest bit. It was like, you know, when people are talking to you and you're a kid and you're like, ah, here I go again, about to get in yeah. trouble. But then after, I think there was that reinforcement, right? Like when people mm. tell you something one time as a kid, sometimes you don't fully understand it, so you ignore it. But when they go back and tell it to you again, yeah. now you're listening. Now you're like, all right, you're saying something <laughs> that, that I should be paying attention to. And then you start asking questions like, what do you mean when you're saying this? Yeah. And then they tell you the truth. Like, you are a, and you need to understand, mm. fill in the blank. And then it's like, okay. You gave me back yeah. something. And you had, to, you had to give it to me a few times before I was able to receive it. And I think that's something that's also important. When people are giving back to you, are you willing to receive it? Yeah, man. 
Ooh, right. Yeah, Super uncomfortable and a little stab at the <laughs> ego sometimes. Yeah, man. I, I don't do too well with receiving mm. in general. Yeah. That's not. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think That's, that is, though? Especially when people are genuinely trying to help you. Um, speaking from um, a Haitian American under 30 year old <laughs> <laughs> right um, I it's very prevalent to me growing up at that my idea of what a man was was you come home and what you've been doing when you was out was making sure that everything that the family needs is there and if not working towards it right mm-hmm. so my only image of that was a man doing it by himself, right? Mm. So that being the first image, um, as well as me having a lot of pride <laughs> and ego. Here comes the truth. Right? Um, I'm not, one, able to, like, I haven't been, I'm practicing, um, like, asking for help. So mm-hmm. asking for help for a very long time wasn't, like, at all the thing I did. Mm-hmm. Um and two, um, it's not understanding what the person's intentions were, okay. right? And like really not like seeing that. Where it's just like, oh, like, are you doing this as a way to stroke your own ego? Are you doing this as a way to relieve your guilt for something? Are you doing this as a way to form a relationship, right? Mm. Like, I don't want relationships to be formed out of need or necessity, right? Right. Like, we should choose who we associate with. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like that. Um, uh, Yeah, and it's just like, bro, like, I don't want anybody to ever be able to sit down and say, like, yo, he got there because I did whoop, whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Like, that makes sense. That's that's, that's really not it, right? Say all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Say all that and understand that it's not my place to think too much into all of those and understand regardless of what people's intentions are you have opportunities in front of you Mm -hmm. you know and it's like are you going to take it or not regardless of like maybe this person does feel guilty right Mm -hmm. but that's not for you to worry about what you worry about is like yo is this opportunity for me or not if if it's not it doesn't matter if the person's intentions are good that opportunity just wasn't for you that's right. Um, and like still coming into that though. Like mm-hmm. it's not uh oh I get it now, or the case may be. Uh so there's that. It's where, a big learning process. Yeah, man. Cause we gotta start from like, hey, I don't like getting help. Why don't I like getting yeah. help? Yeah. You know, like <laughs> going to, backwards from that. To there. Um That's my first real. experience with somebody giving back to me. No, I can't say first, but a notable experience yeah. with somebody giving back to me would be would be my music teacher from kindergarten to eighth grade man mm-hmm. wow she is a wonderful woman that part yeah um and it's a like she gave back to me from the moment i met her right so mm-hmm. went to predominantly white um elementary middle school um by predominantly white i was the only black kid in my grade up until fourth grade right it was fourth grade someone came and went um Mm -hmm. i think sixth grade somebody came and went in seventh and eighth grade i maybe had like three other black students and like maybe five in total of people of color within um, my my grade, um, which like didn't phase me because like once you're there, yeah. If that's all you know, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not. If I only know darkness, I'm not aware of what the light looks like, right? right. So, so that to say that she always made space for me, right? Like mm-hmm. in any context, always made space for me. So much so that if a teacher felt teachers generally feel threatened by young black men by young i mean like children young black mm-hmm. children right um who are able to 
actively question their surrounding, right? Mm -hmm. So anytime a, a dialogue like that or discourse would happen to myself and a t uh, teacher, um, one thing is said like, oh, I'll, t I'll bring in this teacher to, to come talk. I'm like, yeah, bring them in. Like, I'm not <laughs> afraid. But it was, looking back, she made so much space for me that even when I'm not there, she's continuing to create that space. Right. Right, where it's like, oh, okay, like, anytime I come into her class, like, I understand, like, there's a certain relationship that we have that none of the other students have. And it was right. just, like, something I felt, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't ever articulated, like, hey, I like, I like you more, this, this, and this. It was just like, yo, like, I understand you don't see anybody like you when you walk outside this room. So right. when you're in this room, I'm going to make sure I'm supporting you through and through. I'm not patronizing you. I'm not babying you. I'm supporting you. Support looks very different, right? That's Support true. from her was, hey, man, you, like... Even though these other teachers are taking mediocrity from you, I'm not taking that. Right. I need you to do better in X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, like having that real support system behind me where it's like, yeah. So that was the first instance of like, you know, someone like really having my back and like really holding me down, really giving back. As somebody made space for her to be mm -hmm. in these situations that she's turning around and understanding like that's her main priority when it comes to the relationship between her students. Her. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very important, and I think she's a powerful woman. Dogs. She's a powerful woman. That woman is is someone that ought to not be messed with. Word. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe her, because it, even in my own experience with the same woman, I, I genuinely feel the same way. Mm. I genuinely feel like she created a space for me as well that had me like, yo... <laughs> I don't care what anybody else is going to say to me in this room, except her at this point. And she gave back so much that it almost had you want to do the same in the mm. same exact moment when you didn't really have anything to give back. Mm. And I think it's important to recognize that too. Like you want to give back and knowing what your limit is, right? Because sometimes you may want to give somebody $20 and $21 may be the only thing you have in your wallet. I don't, I don't think it's the best idea, <laughs> despite people wanting to be great people, to, to give back when you're not in the space to give back sometimes. You know? For me, I, I'm definitely somebody that... I will give you money and not ask for you to pay me back. That's like my big thing when it comes to just giving. And that stems from my mom because my mom has never asked me to pay her a dollar. Like if my mom gave me money, it was literally just from like the kindness of her wallet. <laughs> she was really just giving me money and she would do the same thing with my friends. Like if you ever are in the space with my mom, don't take advantage of my mama. Word. All right. <laughs> but if you're ever in the space with my mom, you will know that she is just so willing to give. Like if you are hungry in my space, I will get in trouble for letting you starve. But she's going to put money down so you'll be able to eat. Even if you're not hungry, you will be fed. Yeah! Like, <laughs> forcing it on you, like, you will not leave my house without eating. Yeah. And I think that, in turn, is something that came throughout with me, mm -hmm. where I have always been like, all right, like, if I have money and somebody needs money, I'm going to give them money. And I'm going to emphasize, do not pay me back. I'm giving you this money. This money is now yours. I don't want you to pay me back a dollar. I don't want you to think about this. I don't want you to feel guilty about this. I want you to continue. Think of it like you found money on the floor. <laughs> it's yours now. Enjoy it. Do what you need to do with it. But my hope is that you understand that maybe you should do this for somebody else. Mm. So there's something you said that made me remember. Um, I was watching this random interview of Tupac. Um, he was saying, that's a guy, bro. Right. He was saying that he was like, my mother told me never to feel obligated to your people because they would take until you're dry and then mm. not do anything for you and your dad, right? Um, so you had said, give back within your means. And mm -hmm. that's very, 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 very important to understand if your cup's not full, 
or if you don't have anything in your cup, how are you trying to pour into other people? Yeah. Right? Um, in regards to self care, like how are you gonna give people your time if you're not giving yourself time, right? right. Um, to regards to advice and wisdom, it's like how are you gonna give people advice that you're not taking yourself or actively trying to take yourself, right? right? Um, and like you could take crackheads have some of the best advice uh, based on their the life truth. experience type shit, right? So not um, not saying anybody's life not comparing anybody's life but to be of integrity right that's where the best advice comes from uh, from life experience and it's like yo after they take that advice that you're not taking mm -hmm. for yourself where do they go next right mm -hmm. instead of being able to be with them their entire journey you just gave them that peace and send them on their way right sure. so Understanding that and understanding um, really being within your means, right? Like time. If you don't have time for yourself, why are you giving it to others? Mm -hmm. As I reiterate, um, if you're not taking care of yourself, how can you give other people advice on that, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have experience in these realms, give your speculation and be very apparent. Hey, man, I don't know. Yeah. You know, like really being honest with it. Um, but just sometimes it's just company that's giving back right like yeah um haitian culture very 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 strong adoration respect level for our elders dog right and there are other cultures similarly with ugandan culture mm -hmm. that have that same level um and it's expressed in different ways of respect for their elders right, right. um bare minimum yo how you doing grandmother grandfather right? right how are you doing aunt uncle right, right? like um i'm starting to get into this more a, a lot more recently yeah um but it's just one of those things like that's how i'm giving back to the people who literally supported my parents yeah. to have me where i am type shit right that's true yeah so little things like that where that's still giving back right yeah um even if it doesn't seem like if it's giving back yeah because again you go back to understanding what you're doing has a big impact on somebody else's somebody life that you may not man. even understand. And I think it's very important to understand, like, don't wait till somebody dies Dog. to give back. Dog. Don't wait till the person's no longer around for you to start supporting the business that they have mm. or for you to start promoting their things on something like Instagram or checking in on them or feeling like once they pass, you never have the opportunity to do those things because you have moments right now if you have the time right now utilize it yeah and i think sometimes that's that's really tough to come to terms with like it's tough to come to terms with the fact that you you always have the mentality of like i'm too busy i don't have enough time i'm too yeah. busy i have enough time understanding like yourself in that moment like nobody is ever too busy you know what i mean there are 24 hours in a day and it sometimes feel like it's very short, but yeah. you do have some time. Like Tyler Perry has time to create a big studio <laughs> and have a whole bunch of people show up, but he also makes time for his child. Mm. He also makes time for the mother of his child. Mm. He also makes time for his family. So understanding where are you putting your You see time that man's in. beard recently? I'm weak. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> has time for self-care, guys. That part, though. <laughs> that saying, part. He's putting his jojoba and yep. his coconut oil in his joint, bro. Self-care. He keeps it nice yes. and so yeah. fresh and so clean, clean. That's Amen. what he's really doing with it. But it's really seeing things like that. Like, you really seeing somebody taking care of themselves and still doing things for other people in the culture. So. Speaking of doing other things in the culture, uh, people like Jay-Z, Denzel, um, and Robert Smith. Oh. We're definitely like people that are the first or the most recent um, conversations in like giving back. Right? That part. Um, so, what the the story that stands out to me the most is Denzel Washington, right? Like, of course, great actor doing his thing. Woo, woo, woo. Like he's probably given way more money than I could understand. Right. Woo, woo, woo. That's, that's amazing, right? He was ghost mentoring Chadwick Boseman since he was in like high school. Isn't that crazy? Right, like paying for him to get into these certain art schools, being actors, paid for his whole college and didn't find out until years after he graduated, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't so that crazy? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Talk about investing in somebody. You no. Know, Talk about investing you know. in somebody. Um, and like me, I don't have that type of money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but uh, what, I, what, what I do have um, are my resources, right? Mm-hmm. Um, God's not going to give you or the universe or whatever you call that higher being. It's not going to give you more until you make, make do with what you have, right? Yes. Um, and what I do have is my life experience, right? So I can't ghost mentor nobody because I don't have that bread. But Not yet. I can't, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but till then, until I get there in a couple years, um, I will use my experiences in very focused ways, mm-hmm. right? Like, what was the most recent conversation I had with somebody was random. Um, somebody's talking about a uh, relationship they just recently got out of, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, like, uh, they cheated on me, this, this, and this, and, like, they're doing some grimy stuff, like, and, like, I'm really hurt, bro. I'm like, yo, like, this is a uh, young man, that's a uh, uh, young black man that's having this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. He's over here, he's going through it. Like, I tell, like, he's, like, really emotionally torn because now he's like, yo, like, I don't really want to trust people anymore. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like a couple people knew and they didn't tell me. Um, and, like... I have a lot of animosity. He was like, yo, like, I, he asked me the question, should I hate her? Mm. Right? And I was like, loaded. Like, like, (laughs) should you, one, I'm not the person to tell you what to do. Like, I'm never the the friend, like, you should do this. Like, hey, man, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. I think that is most beneficial for your situation. Mm-hmm. Understanding that I don't, I'm not living in your experience, so I don't know what the what best would be for your situation. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, that's always how I frame it. Uh, in this instance, he's on some just like, bro, like, he needed a conversation to be held, right? Yeah. And the best advice I could give him was, yo, like, really feel what you feel, bro. If you want to call it hate, like, you know what I'm saying? Feel that. Like, feel that, stand in that. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't feel anything. Okay. What I am going to let you know that love and hate are two sides of the same coin Mm -hmm. so when you love somebody like you think about them a lot you give them that energy a lot when Mm -hmm. you hate somebody you give them that same energy but it looks different right so for you to really get over them you're gonna have to get process and get through that feeling bro like you shouldn't sit in that and that was a very like full circle situation because going through a breakup similarly like i didn't have that conversation right Right. like and he was like yo like i appreciate this this, and this i'm like uh, genuinely like i'm only saying what i wish somebody said to me Mm. so it's like and i've made it apparent that i said that as that's my experiences that Mm -hmm. i'm giving to you right like you have to take that for what it is and rock with it right Right. like just like chadwick boseman had to take those opportunities and rock with it you know what i'm saying like chadwick boseman is a success story imagine all the people who aren't who either didn't follow through or realized that acting wasn't for them right right? like it's still an investment nonetheless as they're able to develop into their whole selves right but it's not an investment into the acting right Right. so it's like understanding that not everything you give back is gonna bear fruit you know Mm, that's deep the connection with that and understanding that you can do things differently yeah like, you can't ghost mentor somebody, but you can still be a mentor. Yeah. And I think that's important because, one, I don't feel like there's enough mentors for young people of color. Um, there are so many out there, but it's like 20 young people per one person at right. this rate. And so it's so hard for them to be able to put their hands on everybody at the same time and give the same energy to everybody at the same time, mm-hmm. even though that's what they want to do. I'm going to go back to Robert Smith hmm. and talk about a man who put his hand on everybody, <laughs> okay? He was able to do it, especially in regards to those brothers at Morehouse. Congratulations. There we go. Y'all picked a good institution. Go. Y'all picked a good keynote speaker because go. y'all got your John paid for. In full. In full. Like, the heart of that man goes beyond compare. Mm. $34 million you are investing into young black men to be successful. Because we've talked about student loans more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> and at this rate, you could understand just how stressful it is and how much it sometimes holds people back to wanting to do what they want to do in life. 
a man going on a podium and saying he's going to give you $34 million so you can be free. Yeah. And, like, truly free mm. post-grad is... That's a different type of mentorship. <laughs> that's a different type of coaching. That's a different type of heart. You understand? It's really coming down to the fact that there are people that do see you. Yeah. And I think when you're stuck in when you're stuck in moments like school, at work, you don't feel like people are seeing you or understanding what you're going through, but there are people that see you. And that that Come on, man. is powerful. Come on, man. And and that's why my respect for Robert Smith is it goes beyond and I keep saying beyond because that's how I feel. Like this man went above and beyond for the success of other people. He's already a successful individual in himself. This man donated twenty million dollars to the African American Museum. Twenty million dollars. And then went to donate thirty four million dollars into young people. That's fifty four million dollars. Fifty four million dollars. To invest into people that he's seeing, right? And and to go into seeing, we're going to go into Ava DuVernay for when they see us, right? She literally took the experiences of five people that were young men of color and amplified their stories for people to understand what they went through. The way she did it, was beautiful because she made us and people that weren't understanding them see them as human beings. Dogs, yeah. <laughs> right? Not and, headlines, yeah. not monsters, really like full developed people. Right. That feel things, right? <laughs> like they have genuine feelings. They were really going through this traumatic experience and she saw them. And she gave back to them in a way that wasn't on some I wanna make so much money off of Netflix. It wasn't for it wasn't for clout at all. It was for I want your stories to be heard. Yeah. That type of giving back and they have a lot of resources, Ava yeah, no, and Robert Smith. But their heart wasn't coming from just their resources. Mm. They utilized their resources in a way to help people, but that wasn't why they did it. Mm. They did it because in their hearts they said, I want to invest in these young people. They said, I want to invest into these men that haven't had their stories amplified and heard. I want to do this, and I have these resources that can help me do that. I think that's powerful. Um, And I I still am shook to this day. I I really am with Robert Smith. To this day, I'm shook. (laughs) To this day. day. I'm over here like, I should have applied to more. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't apply to more. You could put a reverse Juana man. You know, you know, but I couldn't, evidently. (laughs) And I'm going to pay off my student loan. But Robert Smith, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) I got a few dollars, okay? Help me out a little bit. You know what I'm saying, bro? Uh, Hey. I joined this hard. Really being able to, like, see somebody. That's sitting with me different. That's sitting with me different. What's making it sit with you different? Whoa. To be able to see somebody is like... So, boom. There's two different types of experience. Not to live in duality, right? But Mm -hmm. to paint a picture, let's say there's two different experiences, right? There's... Uh, by experience, I mean interactions with people. Mm-hmm. There's lecture, and then there's a conversation, mm-hmm. right? The lecture, hey, I am the all-knowing. You are the all-not-knowing. Let me impart my wisdom onto you, mm-hmm. right? And by me imparting my wisdom onto you, I'm expecting you to memorize what I'm saying and take it as the truth. Mm-hmm. So there's those types of experiences. And then... There's the conversation, where it's dialogue, where it's like, hey, 
I understand you are equally all knowing and all not knowing. Mm -hmm. So I can give to you as much as you can give to me. And in that space, Mm -hmm. there's there's engagement, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I think for a long time, time is relative, for a period of I didn't understand fully what it meant to be like seen, Mm. right? My understanding of being seen was being acknowledged in a place, right? Mm. But that's not being seen, right? We go to museums all the time and we acknowledge that there are paintings and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But there's no engagement, right? Right. There's only speculation um, and there is... um, there's speculation and interaction, but not engagement, right. not true engagement. And to be seen is to be truly engaged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like That's I don't, tough. yeah, yeah, I didn't understand. Like, and you saying that Ava DuVernay was able to have these five exonerated men be seen mm-hmm. is like wow. Like, I was recently at the museum, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was in this ancient Nubia exhibit. And there was a list of rulers um, of Nubia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and after every name, there was a sentence after. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend of mine said, well, do you understand that what is going on is their whole lives are being put into one sentence like their entire eternal existence is trying to be framed in In one sentence sentence, right um and that could have been for these exonerated gentlemen what it was central park five instead of the exonerated five their sentence could have been central park five Mm -hmm. you know like that's wild like that's to me that's 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 very wild um and i'm very fortunate and i highlight the fact that with the technology we have today we are this is not gonna be the last time i say this either we are currently writing our own autobiographies in real time yeah. so be very tactful with how you frame yourself especially online because because yeah. that's all that's going to be left you that's know what i'm saying true. like when you're gone with the case maybe it's like yo what did he say about himself what or she say about themselves uh what did they say about themselves and what Who's or what work did they put out that they said about yeah. themselves, right? Because I, you know, it's not really about me, it's about the work, right? It's about yeah. what I'm saying, it's about how I'm saying things to help other people, right. and like, yeah. So, from being seen to, to like r- really writing your own autobiography, and in that understanding, what did they do, yeah, like that, that small yet such a large, significant part of. What did they do in their life? Mm. And I think, I, I'm not even going to remember the Maya Angelou quote, but it was somewhere along the lines of, people are going to remember a lot of things that you do, that, that you say in this world, or they're going to have a lot of feelings, but what you do, they can't take that from you. Yeah. Like, they really cannot take that from you. And I think that's important in understanding what you're writing your autobiography about. Does. Like, what do you do? What, what did you do in this life? Because we gonna look at that. Yeah. <laughs> when you gone, we gonna look back and say, ah, he stayed at home. Mm. He was on the couch a lot. Mm. He watched a lot of TV. And it's like, mm. but you had a whole life. You had a whole life. That, that is, that was good. Oof. That was good. Oof. I know, right? <laughs> going back to understanding, like seeing people, I, I keep hearing like teachers in my head. Word. And I don't know, to be a teacher doesn't mean you have to be a teacher, right? You don't have to teach yeah, yeah, in a classroom, yeah. but you're teaching somebody something. And for me, teachers are some of the most powerful people on this earth. I have the most respect for teachers, some of them. because some of them are some of them are not doing their job but for the ones that are and and whatever their job means to them right if your job is to disrupt a space Mm. and 
spark conversation, you're doing your job. Mm. You're following your purpose, right? If your job is to just teach the Common Core curriculum because that's what you feel like your salary signed you up for, do that. But know that you have the power to impact a child's life, a student's life, a person's life to another level. You know what I mean? I've had some of the best teachers and some of the worst teachers. Like, the worst teacher I've had, he had, like, outwardly said, I'm only here because I wasn't able to qualify for any other job, so I settled for this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, you got to get out of (laughs) here because you're going to ruin the lives of everybody here. Like, everybody in this room is about to fail in life having you as a teacher. You should probably leave this place. And, like, I had that conversation with him, and he laughed. And I and I laughed, too, because I thought I was being pretty funny and serious. But he he had to think about that when he went home that night because mm. he left a year later. Mm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just needed somebody to tell him, like, hey, this isn't the space for you. Like, you need to get out of here. Versus having, like, other teachers that, like, as been described before, but more specifically, I got kicked out of a classroom. <laughs> Like, getting kicked out of a classroom once by a teacher I respected a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know we have a good relationship with the teacher, and you're like, oh, that's my, that's my girl. That's my, oh, I love that teacher. She kicked me out of her classroom, and I was like, what did I do today? And she, I dragged my feet in her classroom, and I was just tired of school. And she said, walk as if you have purpose in life. Now get out of my classroom. And I was like, yo, what? Teachers can do this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she just looked at me with utter disgust. And ever since that day, I was never allowed to walk in her classroom with my shoulders slumped. Mm. I couldn't walk dragging my feet. Mm. My bag had to be straight. I had to carry myself as if I was having a good day, even if I wasn't. Mm. Because that's, that's just what she expected out of me as a student and that goes back into for me personally I think teachers have the ability to give back the most they are reaching a number of students or a number of young people a number of older people at one time they have the ability to impact our lives in ways that evidently isn't monetary And sometimes it's not genuinely just for monetary purposes, but our minds are so powerful and the young minds are so powerful and their ability to shape that and hone that and and take care of that as if it's their own. Mm -hmm. That is, for me, one of the greatest ways to demonstrate giving back. Mm -hmm. Right? Thanks, dog. Man, that shit's hard. Thanks. Yeah, it was just like gnawing at the back of my head. Like, teachers, like, when you think of giving back, who do you think about? And I just kept thinking of teachers. What do you think may hold some people back from giving back? Some things, I think. uh, We touched on it a couple. Um, Feeling like you don't have it. Mm. Right. Um, the moment you feel like or you tell yourself you don't have enough, you don't have enough. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, the man who says he can, the individual, excuse me, the individual who says he can and the individual who says he can't, huh, I did the same thing. The individual that says they can and the individuals that says they cannot are generally right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the same thing with resources. I tell myself all the time, like, yo, I don't have enough then I'm going to live as if I don't have enough and not mm-hmm. give back. If I say, hey, um, this is what I'm striving towards, and along that route, there are plenty of resources that I have in abundance that I'm able to share or show somebody how to access that resource as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just the mindset, the wealth mindset as uh, instead of um, the poverty mindset, mm-hmm. I think definitely holds a lot of people back. Um, self-confidence you know like if you don't like yourself or find yourself valuable 
you aren't able to make the connection that other people may find you valuable, mm. right? Uh, so that's important as well. Um, and time management. Yeah. Like I like these. Are, I think these are three like super tangible things, you know. Um, and like time management, where it's like, yo, if you're out here devoting all of your time at every moment, you don't have time to reflect and think. Yeah. Right. Like even if you put it into your schedule to time to reflect and think, cool. But you don't have time in your schedule to arrange your schedule, right? Yeah. Like, there's no buffer time. So, like, really good time management would allow you to have that that time, whether it's, like, yo, like, I'm going to give back to myself today. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to take care of myself. All right, I've been taking care of myself. Let me do, let me take my niece out. Let me take mm-hmm. my nephew out. Let me, I just sit and talk with uh, somebody older than me who mm-hmm. I, I haven't spent a lot of time allowing my presence to be felt by. You know yeah, that's deep. Yeah, those are three things that like run off the top of my head. Myself. I agree with all of those. I think for myself, I think I know actually fear is one of the greatest things that holds people back in every area my, of life, yeah. right? <laughs> but specifically with giving back, people can be afraid of what other people think yeah and they can be afraid of themselves and it goes into our deepest fear the quote yeah that's exactly right what I of. <laughs> it really goes into the quote where it's it's your light it's the goodness in you that scares you not the darkness in you and sometimes people don't understand how much fear is holding them back like, I'm afraid to go to a soup kitchen by myself to give back to people, so I'm not going to go. Mm. I'm afraid to go give this homeless man a dollar because I don't know what he's going to do to me mm. besides just take this dollar. I'm afraid to invest my money into this person because maybe they're not going to give me anything back. Maybe I'm not going to get a return of investment. Mm. Maybe I'm just going to waste my time. Mm. That fear holds people back from creating an impact because... Sometimes people can't look at giving back as just taking a risk. When you're giving back, sometimes you really got to look into your heart and understand, why am I doing this? Yeah, that's the question. You You know what I mean? When you understand why you're doing it and you're following that, you begin to understand your purpose in it. And I think, for me, that's my my big thing. Like, Don't let fear hold you back. Because it's held me back. I'll admit it. Fear has held me back in in ways that sometimes had been harder for me to admit in the moment. Right? It had just been like, I just didn't want to do that because I was scared. (laughs) I was scared. All right. Y'all got me. I was scared. I was scared for, you know, being in that light. I didn't want the attention on me for wanting to help somebody. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you do things just out of the goodness of your heart, and people have cameras out. People yeah. are people are talking about you doing it, and I'm not somebody that likes that. Mm. You know, I'm not somebody that wants people to know I'm doing it. I just want to do it and leave. Yeah. I want I want you to know I helped you, and even if you don't know I helped you, that's fine. Yeah, I'm out. out there, yeah, you know what I mean? I did what I wanted to do. I did what I needed to do. I pull felt down You know, no. pull a <laughs> Years later, you find out it was me, and I'm like, hey. How's it going? I do it again. No worry. You know what I mean. <laughs> but but that fear of like that attention had always been like a I'm pulling back. I'm pulling back. I'm pulling back. We're like now I'm like all right. I can't be afraid if a few cameras come out. If they come out, they're coming out. But I'm gonna do what I I need to do. Yeah. I think that was big for me. This whole conversation just has me thinking about like what I want to do next. Yeah. Like, man. It's a big what's next. Like what's the what ways am I going to give back next that is an impactful way for myself? you thinking of it in, like, more immediate way or, like, on a like bigger scale? Like, are you about to start, like, a non-profit? Like, that's global or something? No! Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's big dreams. That's yeah. big dreams. I, I don't know yet, to be honest. Right. Sometimes things really just have to to fall into my lap. Sometimes things just have to come to my head and speak to me mm. in... And understanding why am I doing it? Right. Like, so how shallow is that conversation? 
Or how deep is that? For myself? Yeah. I... Like, why should I be doing this? Yeah, yeah that, that conversation goes deep because I... I have a lot of conversations with myself. I can convince myself into something. I can convince myself out of it. And I'm big on the who, what, where, when, why, how. Mm. What is the most important part of those questions? And the why is always important to me because it's what brings me back to why I'm doing it. Mm. When I get tired, the why is what brings Mm. me back. When I get frustrated, the why is what brings me back. And so for me... I have to ask myself why a thousand times before I come to the point where this is what I want to do. I feel that. Yeah, so it starts a little shallow of like, man, you're a little lazy. Like, why are you going? Why are you going to do something like that? To yeah. like deeper of, okay, if I'm doing this, how is it going to impact this person to yeah. do this? Um, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah, it's like scratches the surface, and then we end up in the abyss. Yeah, nah. Like deep <laughs> in the abyss. That conversation is super shallow with me. It's just like one question: Why wouldn't I do it? Mm. Like that's really what the. Am I stretching my arm out too long? Yeah. Right? Um, is this person really going to benefit from it? Or is this just like an ego stroke? Like, do mm. I just want to feel good? And this is why I'm doing it. Right? So it's like, why not? And then once I get through that, it's like, no, this is like, I can get past all of those why nots. All right, cool. I'm going to do it off strength of like, I felt that shit. You know? Yeah. Like, for me, it's never on some like super deep, like, I see you being as the next chat with Nas. Nice. <laughs> like, hey man, I got the resources right now. Like you're around. Yeah. So, yeah. Word word. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. That's a big if not you then who. Yeah, man. That's a quote yeah, that you hear. And then sometimes people say it to you, you're like, ah, oh, damn, you're forcing me to do this now because <laughs> it has to be me. But then it's like, not really. Like if not you then who? No, yeah. Because somebody may not have the resources you have somebody may not have the mentality you have somebody may not have the capabilities you have so why not you do it mm. that was a great way to end you man hey you've done it again hey i appreciate you as always coming out because we have some great conversations together Try, man. we have Ooh. great conversations together like we say every week each one reach one teach one Let's keep this conversation going on. On This episode is sponsored by Mountain Movers US, moving you to a new beginning.